What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Uh, week 15 is just about in the books. Um Damn, this season flew by, and as always, well, not quite always, been slacking a little bit lately, but most of the time, I link up with my main man, Charles Robinson, uh, to react to NFL Sunday, um, and with a couple of weeks left, I feel like it's a good time to get ahead of uh, what's known in league circles as Black Monday, um, you know, the, the number seven to ten has been tossed around in terms of potential coaching vacancies. There are already right. some full-time vacancies, a uh, few interims in place. Um, there's always surprises at the end of the season. So I'd love to um, just kind of like empty your notebook, Charles, on you know who's coming and who's going from a head coach and or general manager perspective. We've already seen the Chargers clean house. Uh, right. I was just at that game. Uh, in Las Vegas on Thursday. So I saw the end of the Tom Telesco, Brandon Staley era. Um, we know the Panthers are looking for a full-time coach. Um, and obviously Raiders. the Raiders um, yeah. are looking for a full-time coach and with more, more to come. Uh, but I want to start, though, because to, I want to start with what you and I have probably done about, had about two, three conversations about this throughout the season. So why not come full circle, so to speak? Uh, Bill Belichick was on local radio uh, this morning. And he was asked about basically the deafening silence coming out in New England, which is something that's always like I've struggled with because that it, which which tells you everything is at any point I get not feeding into the rumor mill. But at sure. any point, whether it's off the record or on set for college game day, anybody associated with the Patriots could say Bill Belichick's our coach for as long as he wants to be. They could say right. that. Absent saying that it's pretty clear that there's going to be a change. There's been reports that the decision was made after the Germany trip right. and reports to the contrary that no decision has been made. I don't know Robert Kraft. Well, I've known him for a long time. Knowing him, knowing him the way I think I do, Charles, it feels like whatever happens with Bill Belichick, however it happens, A, he's going to be somewhere else, and B, it's going to take a long time to resolve it. I see this getting drug out deep into the offseason. I don't see that particular move being made on Black Monday. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what's interesting, like you said, uh, the Tom Curran report comes out that the decision was made after the, the loss in Germany where Bill was alerted or I, I don't know, I guess however Tom described it, it was, it was made clear that they were going to be separating uh, at the end of the season. What was interesting about that was I, I made a couple of calls to people um, one in the building, one outside of the building, but who has strong ties still inside the building. And what I was told was, well, right now, the coaching staff is operating as normal. Like, they they didn't become aware of this until the Tom Curran report dropped, and it was news to them. And so the thought process to me at that time was, well, if if this is, you know, and, and Tom, let's be real here. Tom Curran is a very well-sourced reporter. He's covered the Patriots for a long time. I think he's sourced at every level. Covered him as long as but, I was there. When I was there, he was covering the Patriots. And, and at yeah. that point, 20 years ago, he had been covering the Patriots for 20 years. <laughs> right, right. And it's sourced in the locker room, sourced in the front office, sourced yeah. in ownership, sourced in the coaching staff. So when you report something, I'm like, yeah. And, and by the way, he's also someone who will ask Bill tough questions. Right. So it's not mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it's just someone who's been around for a long he's time. He's not on payroll. No, he's not a wallflower yeah. at all. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, this is a, this is a heavy hitter. Okay. And yeah. so to me, I'm like, okay, 
I that I take serious. And um, but, but what I was told was, hey, until the current report came out, no one really had heard that in the building. Now, I think if something like that goes down, the ter- the circle is small, right? We're talking about the crafts. We're probably talking yes. about Bill and nobody else, right? And right. and whoever that's those it. individuals want to tell, that's it. And so there's no reason to – coaches aren't going to start looking for a job in the middle of the season. Um, there's no reason to, you know, create chaos in an organization at, uh, after that Germany game anyway. So let's just play the string out and, and see what happens. Um, so my thought process was uh, if this got out – and I and I'm leaning on 20 plus years of covering the NFL here. There are times where ownership knows something tough is coming. Maybe you're separating yourself from um, a beloved player uh, or a coach or uh, or something you think could be an unpopular decision um, or at least a talking point in your market. So what you do is you you slide it out. No trial balloon. Someone, yeah, a little trial yeah, balloon. Little, little, little trial balloon. Somebody somebody you trust, yeah. right? Somebody you know. Yeah. Somebody you can count on. Um, you know, that, that, and, and by the way, somebody who also carries uh, the weight of legitimacy uh, uh, when, when they cover something. And you go ahead and you slide it out and you start to let your fan base and the surrounding, everybody kind of gets used to the idea of like, huh, okay, so maybe this is coming. And it's uh, well enough in advance that people have time to sort of ruminate about it. Um, and beyond that, it also sends up. A signal to the rest of the league. Hey, <laughs> we could be looking for a quarterback here. Or excuse me, we be looking for a coach here and a quarterback. By the way, yeah, let's throw that yeah. in too. Yeah. Um, it yeah. sends up a, sends up a signal to Mike Vrabel. Little head start sends on the a, process. Absolutely, yeah. lets people know. Yeah. Hey, we're, we don't. We don't now. We don't have to go behind Bill's back and start yeah. a search or anything yeah. like that. We're just sort of putting it out there. People know, and it's going to become a talking point. And yeah. there, there are going to be other individuals out there that are going to go, hmm, New England, seems like New England's going to be open. And I think a lot of people have come to accept it to this point, right? Sure. Oh, That's absolutely. It feels open. like yeah. the worst kept secret in the league right now. And, and with all due respect to Tom's reporting and I, and any other reporters uh, who, who have been connected and, and, you know, kind of putting the writing on the wall themselves, um, my skepticism is more in, like, I've been married – for 18 years. Bill Belichick mm-hmm. and Robert Crabb been married for 24 years. I don't want to be out here in these streets. It's like, you know, I know you like the same way with Dawn. Like, no matter how much they may get on our nerves, no matter how much we may get on their nerves, <laughs> the idea of having to look for somebody, like, nah, man. Like, you know what? Love the one I'm with. I just think, and I think as 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 a... Uh, as speaking of Boston media as Ron Borges once said that he said to, he told me that he told us to uh, a fan, the difference between you and me is you think I know. All right. So, you know, <laughs> Tom Curran knows, I think that Robert Kraft is just going to be way more deliberate about pulling the trigger on something that he hasn't had to do in a quarter century. Like, I, I think the I, I think frustration after Germany, frustration over this season, frustration over the last several years is one thing. But when it ultimately comes time to make a wholesale change, which you, me, and Shalise talked about in a previous edition of my main man, Michael Smith, a wholesale organizational shift and change, when this team on one side of the ball has been competitive, you know, it could just right. be the quarterback situation. Maybe the quarterback mattered more than any of us ever imagined, even though he's the greatest of all time. It just feels like it's easier said than done, I guess is what I'm getting at. It's easy to talk shit and say, yo, can't wait to break up with this dude. I'm sick of this dude. Like, I can't stand him. Like, it's 24 years. He's like, ah, want to move on. And it's like, well, are we really about to do this? You know? And I feel, I feel like in our lifetimes, we've all had that friend, right, that was in a relationship and his eye wanders and he goes, man, but if I was mm-hmm. just single, there's, there's this, right? there's this, there's this person I know who I really, I really, I really dig and I vibe with and all this stuff. <laughs> right. And then they break it off right. and then they find out that that person that they vibe with and that they dig isn't all that interested. And then they're right. like, oh, <laughs> but wait, you, well, I, I well, bought shit. you a drink at the club. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, man, I don't know. Maybe I need to get back 
Maybe I need to get back with my girl. Maybe I need to get, you know, maybe this was a mistake. But you already right. made the mistake, right? You already right. you already ended it to move on, and now you're trying to circle back. So as you said, part of being deliberate here is, um, okay, let's so we can focus this. Let's just say it is variable, yeah. right? Just for just for okay. let, let's let's play the variable game just so that we can hone in on one sure. one uh coach hey, you and been, then take and by it the way. Process. You've been saying that for a while. Like for every while. time you say it, I, be- I believe it more. Every time you say it, I believe it more. I'm, so I'm like something's going down here. But go ahead. Let's let's just say that they're that's that's who they want, right? They're interested. Well, okay. When the Broncos knew they wanted Sean Payton, it took forever, right, to figure out the compensation. It took forever to. I mean, that process went on forever, right? So even if they're interested. Mike Vrabel is going to cost, even if Mike Vrabel is yep. interested, right? Let's say Mike Vrabel's like, man, we'll take this. Has, has, his interception luck is amazing. He probably could have 40 interceptions right now. His ball security is terrible. Like, he's a, he's, a, he's a major work in progress. I'm still getting to know Rand Carthon. Maybe it's best for me to just sort of, you know, uh, change horizons here. And, and, and we know that he has affection. For New England, the Crafts, that job, there's a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. He has a very short list of, you know, bucket list maybes, and, and that is on it. Okay. So, but let's say that the, the two sides are like, yeah, we're interested in each other. Okay. Well, first off, you got to go through the process of what do we do with Bill? Are we trading mm-hmm. him? Are we just letting him right. walk? How long is this going to take? We want to do it in a way right. that's not completely messy and chaotic. And then after that, then that's when we start to engage this idea of trading for Mike. Are they willing to let Mike go for a reasonable mm-hmm. price? Mm-hmm. You, there's, there's this multitude of things. And then what's Mike's contract going to be like here? All these different things. So, it's yeah, I, there's, there's no reason, 100%. There's no reason to <laughs> right. think that this will not yeah. be uh, messy, okay? And, or, yeah. or at least take a, a, an elongated period of time. But yep. in terms of just whether or not it's going to happen, um, I think that seeing that organization going through the Josh, uh, this is a good example of this, going through the Josh McDaniels departure to Indianapolis taught me Mm -hmm. that Hmm. nothing is necessarily over until it's over because he was out. He was done. He was gone. He was hired, hired Eberflus in Indianapolis. He's hiring coaches there, all these different things. And I had people telling me at that time who I just completely blew off who were like, yep. Wait, let's. He's got to be at the press conference. <laughs> Wait until he gets right, to the press right, conference. Right, and right. and yo, know, Chris Chris Ballard's getting a little nervous. Like, how come he's not there? How come the press conference has been pushed back? And then all of a sudden, we find out that Robert Kraft made another run at him. Bill told Josh we'll open the books, and then Josh ended up staying. So you know, to yeah. me, it, it's suggestive that there can be some last minute thinking in in right. New England on the part of ownership. And they can change right. their minds or at least decide this is the direction we're, we're committed to. Right. So I still think there's a chance that Tom Kern was correct. And yes. yet both things could be true. Get, <laughs> both things could be true. Yeah. Because yeah. that's yes. a lot of time. Yes. And, and remember, yes. you're emotional in that situation. Coming out of yeah. Germany right. thinking we're embarrassed. Right. Why is everything going right. wrong? You know, right. Um, and we don't know and who, what it, the direct dialogue was either. We don't know, it, you know. Like, dial- if it dialogue happened. is the key word. Dialogue right. is the key word because you could because they could sit down, you know, with um, Vince Vaughn and and Luke Wilson, and they start splitting up the miles and whatnot, and then they start saying, you know what, maybe we need to get together. You know, you you want you want to give with somebody that makes you feel dangerous and also safe, and then you kind of like realize, no, we should actually stay together for one, one more year. It's like it's not that bad. All it takes. My point is, all it takes is one sit down between yep. these two parties to change everything. And you, and you said a lot of great things. The biggest thing you said was this is going to come down to three people, Robert, Jonathan, and Bill. That's it. Yep. Like those are the only three people who definitively know where it is now and where it's going to end up. Another franchise that does not, you know, that, that is, that is not do the whole dating game thing. Like, you know, they, they are, you know, uh, serial monogamous in Pittsburgh when it comes to head coaches, but, it's just getting louder around Mike Tomlin. The noise is getting louder around Mike Tomlin. Uh, you even had Ben Roethlisberger on his podcast saying that maybe, you know, the Steelers 
culture is dead or Steelers, whatever he said, uh, way is, 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 has, has gone. Um, it just, and if there's any organization where the outside noise would belie the inside noise, it is Pittsburgh. I would say even more so than New England. I was because it almost feels like Pittsburgh is oblivious to pressure from the outside, at least in recent history. What's your read on that? Like, could Mike Tomlin end up moving on from Pittsburgh? I think he's got one year left on his contract after this year. Um, right. You know, they were fortunate to make the playoffs thanks to Brandon Staley a couple of years ago. Uh, but more often than not, it's been a lot of disappointing seasons, even though still no losing seasons in Pittsburgh. But, you know, I was there two Thursdays ago when they lost to New England. And it just feels like that organization, at least relatively speaking, they're still 500, relatively speaking, has hit rock bottom, if not close to it. Will that cost Mike, Mike Tomlin? So what I would compare this to is when Andy Reid left Philly. Okay. When, when that, mm-hmm. then when he was, he was ousted in Philly. And to me, I think, um, I remember, so Andy got out. Which is crazy Philly. to think about, by the way. It's crazy, it's crazy to think really about. Yeah. And, and, he was hi- and he was hired six days later, I think, in Kansas City. Yeah. Six days. He was unemployed yeah. the whole six yeah. days. Yeah. And, I, and, and I talked to some, of all time. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I talked to somebody who, in the front office, and, I, you know, in retrospect, this was a, a, few later, a few years later, and I said, what, you know, what happened? Like, what was it that, you know, because obviously Andy's a great coach. Like, And, you know, he said to me, um, Sometimes, realistically, the message, it really just does get stale. Like, it just, Mm -hmm. you you just get to a point where it's like the process um, feels so cyclical that there's just the spark gets lost in that. And that even though you know you're probably a good, better team than you've been showing, you're a good team, you're a better team than than maybe what the record reflected the previous year. Mm -hmm. And even though you Mm -hmm. know that's a good coach, it does feel like you're on this merry-go-round where you're just sort of, okay, we know the culture. It's filled with people who know the coach. We've been through the song and dance enough that we're, we're you know, it's like working for an organization. I've worked for Yahoo for a really long time. And so I see a lot of things happen internally and I'm like, this is the third time we're on that one. <laughs> you know, it's like, you're, 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 you're like, okay, this is, this is, this new idea has right. happened four times right. before. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and what happens in those situations is you end up, you have to very much self-motivate. And so that puts it on a lot of players to go, Hey man, I got to get myself up. Like I've heard this before this, you know, the external stuff's not working anymore. I need to be the person who gets myself lit or I need to lean on my teammates to help get myself going. Like this is, and and that is difficult for an organization when you can't necessarily lead um, or, or count on things leading from the top. Um, it can be really difficult, and not because it's not a good leader. It's just because yeah. it's again, it's it's a lot of ideas that you you know it, you already know it. So I right. think in Pittsburgh, it's possible that that's something that is has happened under Mike Tomlin. Although I will say this, I would like. I think if that ownership were to look at it fairly, I think they could look at Mike Tomlin and say, okay, there's a change in offensive coordinator. Um, yeah. We have to figure what's going on. We have to figure out what's going on with George Pickens. But I would, I would, I would assess whether he should be in the organization another year. Okay. Who, like, who, George Pickens. Yeah, absolutely. I would. I oh would yeah. Give no, it, give yeah. It, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. Given, given yeah, what's no, going yeah. on with him, I would consider yep. trading him this off season. Um, oh my gosh. You are like, Truer words have never been spoken in terms of like there's professionalism and then there's George Pickens. Right. It's like for yeah. all the talent, for all the ability, yeah. for all the fire that he chooses to show when he feels like it behind the right. scenes. I think you've heard the same things I've heard. Dude's a problem. I was, I was also yeah. going to say, you know, it's uh, <laughs> you know, it's interesting that both Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick have in common beyond being the longest tenured coaches in the league. Neither one of them got a quarterback. <laughs> and haven't yeah, had one for right, several right. years. Right. And, and, and see, to me, that's the thing, too, though, is, um, okay, so I, I, if I'm ownership, I sit there and I go, okay, well, the Pickens thing doesn't feel like it's a good alignment for our organization. Maybe he needs to be somewhere else where he's with a veteran quarterback. 
in a veteran wide receiver room, it feels like that's really what he needs. Okay. And, and, or at least it's not happening here. So we got to figure out how to move on from this situation. Um, number two, we, we swapped out offensive coordinators. We need to get this settled in the off season. What's the offensive scheme we're going to be running? Who do we want manning the controls? Um, number three, it's picket for it's going to be year three for picket. Okay. And I think we all agree for the most part, most quarterbacks, if you don't have it after year three, you don't have it. Right. Right. So you're at least not at that after, first stop. Right. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Not at that first stop. That's what I'm saying at that right. first stop. So shout out to Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, so if you don't, I, I think you're like, all right, well, a natural pivot point, frankly, could be coming after 2024 because if Kenny doesn't have it by the end of 2024, we're probably looking for another quarterback anyway. And here's a little one that I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell you. Um, I doubt, highly doubt, this is a situation that could occur in Pittsburgh. But, you know, I know was, there are people in that organization who liked Fields a lot, Justin Fields a lot, when he went into that draft. And so I I wonder, although again, I don't think this this is happening, and and I don't think unless. There's a scheme change, which again, it doesn't really fit well for Pickett either. Um, I wonder if you look at adding somebody at quarterback as well. You know, mm-hmm. just to I, I, look, Trubisky. I'm sorry, he's not a like to me. He might be like a one game stop gap. He's not a oh man, our start <laughs> yeah. down and we got the I rest mean, of the season. Already, with they, the are, they are they are already on to Mason Rudolph. So yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, right, like, exactly, yeah, exactly. The guy. So, um, so to me. I would I would like to see them give Mike one more shot at having sort of a complete team, a, a coordinator right. change that's been made, getting somebody out of the building that I think is necessary to get him out of the building. Yeah. I would like to see them give it one more season to clean up. And I know people are going to say, well, lame duck. I don't believe in lame duck. I think that's bullshit. I think Mike, no one's going to look at Mike Tom and go, man, you're a lame duck. No, that's not happening. Of all the people in the league, I don't think anyone, he's going to have that kind of a problem. I would let him take the contract to completion. If it doesn't work after 2024, then he's a free agent, right? Then you just move on. You have a pivot point. Yeah. Two things to that. One, and I had an executive say this to me the other day, and it's so obvious, but nobody had ever said it to me this way. So it kind of stuck. He was like, everybody's an interim, whether they got the tag or not, everybody's an interim, (laughs) you know? So what does lame duck really mean in the NFL? Number one, number two, Mike Tomlin treats his players like adults and guys like George Pickens. It doesn't work. Like that works. If you have a certain level of maturity among your players, if you have a guy like a George Pickens, that's going to take advantage of that environment. You got a problem. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Um, okay, going to another historically flagship franchise, but let's get a two-for-one in here. Going back to Thursday night's um, disaster um, and devastation, I guess. You know, one end, it was, you know, old-school Raider dominance, and it was obviously a disaster for the Chargers, Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley. Did, did that game both lose well, – and, and they were, you know, already on, on the hot seat anyway – did that game both lose Staley and Telesco their jobs and simultaneously earn Champ Kelly uh, and Antonio Pierce their jobs? Because if I am Mark Davis and I'm still paying John Gruden and the aforementioned Josh McDaniels, by the way, but not that that should be the driving force, but you know, it's, it's not nothing, right? It's something mm-hmm. like, and once upon a time, I had a guy in Rich Passaccia that got the team to respond post-John Gruden, but because I had a wandering eye, because I, you know, it was the 80-20 rule, I wanted Josh McDaniels, the same I was infatuated with John Gruden, I went and got McDaniels instead of keeping Rich Passaccia. It's like, I know 63 is an outlier, but coming back from losing 3 nothing 
to mm-hmm. winning 63 to whatever it was. It's like, what more does you, what, what Mark Davis need to see and what more could he want on the open market? It just feels like that game. And I know there's three very difficult games left. So the evaluation process continues. I get it. But it feels like that game should have showed Mark Davis all he needed to see about Antonio Pierce's ability to lead, whether mm-hmm. now game management, X's and O's, maybe that's not his thing. But why can't Antonio Pierce be, and I, I mean this respectively, why can't he be Herman, Herm Edwards? Herm Edwards is never sure. a coordinator. Sure. Herm Edwards had good coordinators, and Herm Edwards had control of that locker room in New York and then in Kansas City. Why can't Antonio Pierce, and, and he talked about this with our guy Deshaun Reed. There are three categories. There's your offensive genius, the defensive genius, and your special teams genius, four categories, and your leadership guys. Why can't Herm Edwards, excuse me, why can't Antonio Pierce coincidentally was at Arizona State with Herm Edwards. Why can't he be Herm Edwards? Because clearly this team is responding to him and they right. got some good young pieces that Champ Kelly helped bring in the building. Well, that feels like I've seen all I need to see about Mark Davis. Well, you brought, you brought a, a name that matters, Champ Kelly. I think Champ Kelly is going to weigh into this. And, and I think... I think he gets that job too, yeah. I think he gets that job. Yeah, I think he gets yeah. that job. Yeah. And, and I think that he weighs very heavily into this decision with Mark. I think if Champ says to Mark... I can work with this guy. Like I, I have yep. trust. We have a bond. We, you know, we, I know what he wants. He knows I can bring him what he wants. And there's a realistic um, tandem that you have here um, that it's not like, look, Dave Ziegler and, and Josh McDaniels, a lot of what happened in that building was very Josh McDaniels driven. And I think there were times where it was like, I, I mean, I remember when they both got fired. I mean, there were people who were like, Man, Dave kind of got flagged in that situation when he really shouldn't yeah. have. Like, like it was, yeah. it was yeah. not Dave's fault. And and then you know they beat the Chargers, and all these rookies are showing out. And I damn well know a lot of people texted Dave across the league going, "Hey man, like, yeah. how you feeling tonight? Probably pretty good, right?" Like, they should have some patience. Right. So I think you know, from from Mark Davis, there's there's two aspects of this. Number one. If you keep champ, and I do think that's the direction it's going at general manager. I agree. Who does he want to work with? And if he and Antonio and and you're so you're like, okay, if, if he and Antonio are tight and the team is responding to Antonio and he is that leadership category guy, like you said, not everybody has to be um a coordinator to get a spot. And and especially not everybody has to be an offensive or a defensive coordinator. I mean, look, look at uh you know, John Harbaugh was a special teams coordinator and he's, he's one of the best right. coaches. Touch the whole team. Are, yeah. Touch the whole team. Right. They always have a global yep. view of the whole team. But again, um, everybody seems to be responding to Antonio. Let's see how the finish, the, the season finishes out. So there's all that and there's champ. And then I think really the second part of this is what are your alternatives? Who are you going to get? Like, what, what okay. is, like, like, Thank like you. that's the thing is like, if, can you get something better? Like, are you just moving on to move on? Right. Or, or do you have right. something that you know is absolutely yep. superior? I don't know that they do. Well, that, that brings me – okay, so thank you. Because I was going to take a detour, and, and you get, you turn, put on this turn signal. This is perfect. Because, like, other than Ben Johnson. Right. And to a lesser extent, Lou Anarumo in, in Cincinnati. But other than Ben Johnson, the OC in Detroit, and Lou Anarumo, the D.C. in Cincinnati – it just doesn't feel like there are a bunch of hot candidates. Cause like, even if, for example, even in Los Angeles with the chargers, huh? Well, I mean, I mean, one of the guys that, you know, I, I hear when I talk to people about like, who's really showing out, particularly at coordinators, yeah. like I'm, you know, a lot of guys are like, man, you know how hard it is to play against flows defense right now. And I'm like, that's definitely not going to yeah. be for the <laughs> like, I mean, oh, listen, <laughs> given everything that's that, going on with the green lawsuit, but that, but that, but that would be poetic. That would be poetic. It you want to win that lawsuit? Be. Hire Brian Flores <laughs> on the merit of his previous head coaching record and the fact that he's got a defense that's kicking ass and taking names right there. So, okay, maybe it's Brian Flores, but it's, it's funny you bring up Flores because wouldn't it be poetic, ironic, whatever the right word is, if Eric Bieniemy and I know Washington hasn't been great on offense this year, you know what I mean? They just benched Sam Howell at the end of the game. But wouldn't it be interesting if Eric Bieniemy got his shot coming off the commanders in a losing season when he right. didn't get his shot 
you know, being a part of Chiefs Kingdom. That's another guy. But I'm wondering, like, I say that to say it doesn't feel like there's necessarily new names, you know, Slowick in Houston. It doesn't feel like there's new names, though, that you're hearing other than Ben Johnson, who was a hot guy last offseason. It almost feels like this could be a year talking about, like, who are you going to get? Okay, I'll say Los Angeles. Because even um, Kellen Moore, whereas Kellen Moore was once upon a time a hot guy, has the, is the shine off of him. Or maybe he gets a job just in the same way I remember Mike McCarthy connecting those dots. Mike McCarthy got it coming off of being the offensive coordinator for, at the time, one of the worst offenses in modern NFL history, if I recall correctly, with Alex Smith in San Francisco early in his career. He still got the Green Bay job, and that certainly turned out perfectly. So it's not always is your offense or defense number one in the league or is it dominant? It's not always the hot winning team coordinator. Sometimes the guy that just interviews well. But I guess my overall point is, could it be a year for some of the retreads, if you will, or guys that have been waiting for second opportunities? A Dan Quinn, even though he probably could have had a second opportunity, but maybe passed a few times. A Dan Quinn, a Raheem Morris, given what's going Mm -hmm. on in Los Angeles and what he's doing with the Rams defense and their resurgence. Like, who are the names other than Flores, tongue in cheek, you know, because, you know, we know how it works, but maybe we'd be surprised, pleasantly surprised. Who are the names other than Ben Johnson that you're hearing in terms of like, yeah, he's going to be the hot guy during this head coaching cycle? Johnson, Brian Johnson, maybe one that will surprise people a little bit. Drew Petson okay. in, in Arizona. Drew Petsing. Okay. Um, I, I think people, when you look at the tools that he's working with, um, mm-hmm. the talent on, on, on that roster, the fact that he spent most of the season without Kyler, all these different things. And yet how he has called it, some of the schemes that he's brought to the table, I think are, are impressive to people out there. That's probably a name that I think people are like, wait, what? <laughs> but, I, I, but I also, but I also perked up at Brian Johnson because like, yeah, Brian Johnson, one, yeah. they've been like, Oh, he's going to be a head coach someday. And at the beginning of the year, I know there was a lot of frustration, uh, you know, going going from uh, Steichen to Johnson and some of the transition and just they weren't firing all, all cylinders in Philadelphia. But, like, that's a guy that's, that's kind of been stamped from the beginning in terms of, like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a head coach someday. Could it be this soon? I think it could because um, I know people are looking at that transition from Steichen to Johnson, and I and I truly think that, if you give him another year in Philly, you will see all that stuff smooth out, right? Like, I don't, I didn't think it was necessarily going to be seamless, but I think the part of the equation that people get lost in the sauce with like how, how the season started and some of the struggles that they've had is um, he was the guy who was with Hertz as his quarterback's coach Correct. when those monumental Correct. steps took place in 21 and 22. Right. And yes. so like, for me, and I'll give you an example. So don't, blame, of this. don't blame him for this year and not give him credit <laughs> well, for previous exactly. years. Okay, right. yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. exactly it. If you're going to yeah. be critical of yeah. him this year, at least yeah. look at the wider picture and know the role yeah. he played. Because he was he was by far the person who was most hands-on with Hertz during that period mm-hmm. of development. He was there with him every day, working with him every day. Um, so there's that. And But I'll give you an example of why I think he's still high on lists. Um, so last week I, I worked on, you know, this idea that fields, um, I, I reached out to a ton of GMs and I said, tell me, um, what would the compensation be for Justin Fields if he gets traded at the end of the season? And then once they answered that question, I was like, all right, would you take Caleb Williams and trade fields? Like if you're in that seat, what would you do? And, you know, so I pulled them all on this. And and then once I got beyond that, I started to ask them, well, who who should I be looking at as suitors? And a number of them brought up, well, you know where he'd look good if you're going to get away from Atlanta, because a lot of people are looking at Arthur Smith and that RPO stuff, and they're like, that that scheme fits well. Oh, I want to get well. to him, too. Yeah, yeah. But, but if you get beyond him, well, where else would you put him? And, and a lot of people were like, well, you know, the funny thing is, what I would put him is, I mean, Philly, because that offense is perfect for him, or Indianapolis, because Steichen is running that offense in Indianapolis. But, geez, they both have their quarterbacks. So what I would do is look where Brian Johnson goes. <laughs> like, if he goes to a team where, let's say he gets hired, and, and they thought highly of him, if he gets hired by a team that has, like, a draft pick in the teens, um, don't they don't have a resolution at quarterback. They can't trade up to get a guy – to restart this thing, 
the smart money would be on Fields being a, a, an option there. If Fields is going to get dealt mm-hmm. out of Chicago, put him in the, the Philly offense with Brian Johnson with, let's say, you know, again, this is just me throwing a team out there, but like the Saints or, you know, a team like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I think just based on those conversations, without bringing his name up, there were multiple GMs who brought his name up. And I'm like, okay, he's still, despite the struggles. He's on people's radar. He, yeah. He's still on people's radar. And people are still impressed with what has happened with Hertz. And, um, you know, so I, I still think that's a name that, but I, I do agree with you. There is a significant retread factor. And I hate to use the word retread because, you know, Dan Quinn's a quality yeah. coach. Raheem Morris right. is Raheem Morris is a great coach. Really, yeah. Really, yeah. Great coach. I mean, we're great with a ton of young guys in LA, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. and and if you knew how Raheem's first stop went, that was like the quintessential super young dude who gets a job. Yep. And it's right. like, he's not at the point where he can do the Tomlin thing and go, yeah, I know y'all think I'm your friend, but I'm not. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like yeah. you can, you can respect yeah. me and I'm going to run you. Hey, you know, the fitness test, you know, this hall of fame, <laughs> this tackle we got, I'm going to make him puke. <laughs> He's going to quit the yeah. fitness test six times before we pass him to play this season. Like he, he just wasn't that guy in Tampa. But I'm going to tell you, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, those are the types of coaches I would want, man. Like, you, you know, like, you know, like in church, you know, like you want a pastor that's got a testimony. Like you want a preacher that that can relate to you. You don't want somebody right. that's like that ain't never been through shit. Right. That ain't right, right, never right. like you know like they ain't never fallen by the wayside. You want somebody right. that's got real lived experiences. Like as right. a coach, don't give me the person who has been protected his entire career by the yeah. infrastructure of oh I don't know. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, you know, don't give me the guy that's done nothing but win his entire career. Give me the guy that has had a job before, failed at that job for whatever reason. Give me the job, guy that's been an interim coach in Atlanta, held it together as best he could. Give me the guy that's been with Sean McVay. I thought Sean McVay was the golden ticket. I thought he was the name that's dropped. That's been with Sean McVay running that defense, which got Brandon Staley a job for crying out loud. It's like, hey, why not a guy that's got all these different experiences and 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 that can that can weather storms the way Raheem Morris has? I, I once had a GM call it construction hands. You want construction hands on this one. You want somebody who's got some that, stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah some stuff yeah. on those hands. Through, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Or or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, don't, you don't want someone who's been using using the moisturizer yeah. on those hands every single day, mm-hmm. right? Like who's got the the nice soft uh, handshake. No, they want construction hands. So yeah. I, I agree. I think, and and I think Quinn has an aspect of that. I think Raheem he has does. an aspect of that. I think there are a few guys out there that um, are going to fall in, and and even the enemy, which is interesting because, as you said, I think I've learned so much more about Eric um, in this stop, and and even I think it's interesting because I kept hearing like, like why is he not getting these jobs? He's interviewing people, saying he doesn't he doesn't necessarily interview well, and. I think that whole thing. Well, no, I, I'm going to tell you what I think that means. I think he is an intense he does a cold switch. fucking dude. I think he's a yeah, crazy and he, and he doesn't code dude. switch, right? No. Correct. And but he also he, doesn't code I mean, switch. Exactly. Right. He's, he's, he's talks he's to all his dudes. Like he's right. You he's know what I mean? Like, like, right. That's exactly. all team. A, right. That's exactly <laughs> it. He's not. He's not all of a sudden going to be. Uh, I talk like this. Like uh, no, that's right. not how he's going to do interviews. He's going to go on being himself. He's crazy intense to the point where you see. Like uh, you know, players are like, "Holy shit!" Like it's like you've seen yeah. that in Washington, and and even in even in uh, Kansas City, you know, there were times where I was like, "Damn, he kind of got into it with Mahomes there." Like <laughs> right. he is that right. guy, and I so I think some right. of those interviews, he goes in, and owners are used to guys being like, "All right, well, here's my plan, and here's right. my book, right. and here are the coaches I would hire, and right. let's talk about are synergy." They, are they and, comfortable around that type yeah. of energy? Are they are yeah. they comfortable more than anything? Right. Yeah. Can yeah. they relate? And so, can they connect? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, but I, I do think that it's been, you know, even though it's Washington, everybody looks like probably is going to get fragged there. Um, I do think it's been a good thing for him because it's it's been revelatory in terms of like, yeah. you know, what is it about him? We, I think you, now we kind of know you see what you see is what you get with him. And but he's had success there, too, in some respects with players that I don't mm-hmm. think are necessarily starting caliber players uh, long term. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, a lot. A lot of a lot of this guidance 
mm-hmm. with uh, these jobs is is going to depend on really realistically who who out there can be gotten. Um, yeah, who are the other candidates? Some people use search firms. Others will call owners that they respect. I'm talking about owners here. We'll call other owners they respect, or coaches, or GMs, and right. say, or call Bill Belichick. At- but let me, yeah, but let me, exactly. let me, let me, let me try to. I said I was gonna kill two birds with one stone a different time. I'm serious this time because okay, there's the Commanders, Josh Harris, that that ownership group, including Magic Johnson. For the longest time, they were being linked to Bill Belichick. The Chargers job, which we mentioned before, that's also been linked to Bill Belichick. Um, given the presence of a Justin Herbert. Not sure about how much they'd be willing to spend on a Belichick. Just historically, the Spanos family is not a free-spending family. Also got a really bad cap situation. But regardless, those two gigs in particular, do you see Bill Belichick, if, assuming that you know, the writing on the wall is accurate, that his time in New England is up, which we already covered that. Who knows what could happen? Uh, there's still time. But assuming that he is done in New England, do you see him ending up in either one of those places? And if not... Like, what do you think the Chargers are looking for? What do you think the Commanders are looking for? So the Chargers job um, is the the feel on the Chargers job when you talk to people across the league. Good coach job, bad GM job. <laughs> like, you, like it's good. That's if you want to be a coach, go get that job. Great because you got some talent on the roster. But if you if you want to yeah, be a GM, a quarterback, you, yeah. yeah, you're gonna go in there as a GM yeah. and you're gonna be like, oh my god, like all right, we got some cap mm-hmm. issues here. We got money committed. It's gonna be you're not changing a lot there for a bit. You're gonna be kind of strapped into the previous regime's uh, decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So to me, I think that's what they they lean into. Like I think it's a. Um, I know a lot of people want to say, well, they'll go out and they'll get you know, the young offensive coordinator to pair with, with Herbert. I don't know about that. I think they might just go, you know, we're going to go get someone experienced who can come in here. Right. And I know a Quinn, a Quinn feels like a good fit there. Or we talked about Raheem Morris, get a Raheem Morris. You already got him in the building. Technically, well, not the building, the stadium, right. <laughs> but you know, and, and Quinn, he's, he's right there. The you got to move. Quinn interviewed there too, once for that job and he got passed mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. um, Sometimes I think at Denver, like Quinn was the runner up in Denver to Nathaniel Hackett. And and I certainly think when and Hackett was clearly, I think, a big part of that hire there was the thought process of pairing with Aaron Rodgers, sure. which didn't happen. Sure. But I, I do yeah. think, you know, prior to going and getting Sean, there was the man, what would have happened? Like there was this, you know, there's the multiverse. What would have happened if we had if we had hired Dan Quinn instead? Where yeah. would we have been yeah. as a team and all this, all these different things? So um I wonder if with with the Chargers, there's a inclination to go, hmm, well, we like that. Because Quinn has interviewed really well everywhere he's gone. He's got the chops. Obviously, everything he's done in Dallas um has done nothing but heighten his his resume right. beyond the head coaching experience. So um, I, I think in my mind, San Diego, San Diego Chiefs, the, the Los Angeles Chargers will it's be okay. leaning into, <laughs> yeah, yeah, still year, like years later. Yeah. I'll be doing it, yeah, by the way, like, forever. Yeah. If hey, mama named him Clay, I'm going to call them Clay. They're the San Diego <laughs> Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead and put it on my, my headstone. San Diego, oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think in, in that respect, I think they would lean toward a veteran head coach. Uh, I don't know that Bill would necessarily be that guy. Um, Washington, to me, I could see making more sense with Bill because I could see, um, from what I know, Josh Harris is very intrigued with the idea of having a more global person in that position. And when I say global person, I mean someone who – um, has the ability to tweak or lay the foundation beyond just the coaching staff. We're talking about front office. Mm-hmm. We're talking about l- really everything, mm-hmm. like a, a ground up sort of um, mm-hmm. not rebuild, but let me look at everything and tell you how we can construct this in a, in a way that that makes a lot of sense. But I do think Harris would like to have a coach who's going to be there for a long time. So that's another thing yeah. too, where I'm like, I don't know if it necessarily makes sense there. One, one I will put out there um, that is not really in the mix. I would be curious if Jason Light um, mm. 
steps down boss. in Tampa. Oh, steps down. No, no. I, I, th- oh. I think if Jason Light, um, let's say, retires or whatever, just basically says, hmm. you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take some time and steps away from the general manager position in Tampa. Um, hmm. I think I would not necessarily rule out Tampa potentially being. Uh, a stop for for Bill Belichick. So um, that's a note I haven't heard. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's a little bit. That one that one got put on my radar and uh, a, a few weeks ago. And yeah. uh, so just you know, let's see what happens in Tampa uh, over the rest of the season. But I wouldn't necessarily get to follow in Tom Brady's footsteps. Um, <laughs> yeah, would that, would that oh, but, not be hilarious? <laughs> like, like, it kind of would be. You know, then he's ch- chasing chasing Brady again. Um, but no, but I, 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 I like the Washington. He walks in and says, Brooks was here. <laughs> yeah, <that>. right. <laughs> it's the same. So was red. Right. <laughs> but no, I, I, I like the Washington angle, though, because it reminds me of uh, George Allen back in the day in like an over-the-hill gang type situation, um, bringing in a 70-something-year-old Bill Belichick. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Um, all right, we've covered the Bears pretty much ad nauseum this season. Um, and you wrote a great article about the market for fields. DJ Moore ain't trying to hear it, but um, I think, well, quickly, quickly, I'll say this. It feels like there's been enough progress where Poles and Eberflus feel like they'll get more time. Like that was a, I don't know that people truly understand how much work, po- no, you, you feel like it could be a house cleaning still? I don't think polls. I don't think poll. I, I think there's okay. a chance that polls still Eberflus. Um, I I think there's a chance that Eberflus uh, gets gets replaced, but I think a lot of that is going okay. to lean on how does polls handle like. Uh, so, uh, I think by the time it was all done, when was, when the piece ran, it was seven GMs. But you know how it is; like people get back to you. A day yeah. after seven, days seven after more like oh i'm sorry deadline already no, passed no damn it. Thing. it was like it was a 13 okay 13 okay by the time it was 13 on, on right? top of the yeah. seven or six no, more? no 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 six more yeah six more right oh, and okay. then a whole lot of people a whole lot of ones who ignored me <laughs> like you're just like Wait, I'm not look, and they called you up and it was like oh man i really want to be quoted anonymously sorry i missed you sorry <laughs> sorry yeah, i missed yeah, your yeah. deadline well, interestingly <laughs> enough six more wanted to weigh in and and the split yeah. ended up being 11 to 2 there were two dissenters 11 said trade fields draft caleb williams there were two dissenters yeah. that said no way stick with this use the picks to accrue other picks build 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 um, yeah. and then, uh, all of them kind of said, okay, Hey, the range here, the, the, all 13 agreed. The range was somewhere in the neighborhood of like a two, uh, for fields and maybe a late pick back or like a three that could graduate to a two with performance. It was all in that range mm-hmm. of like, yeah, kind of like late two, three ish plus something that's sort of the range, the trade range. Um, but to me, they all agreed too. like, Hey, it's like the, the most of them that talked about it. We're on the outside looking in. We don't know how polls, you know, values what he is seeing, the progress he is seeing. He is the one who's there every day. So, you know, fields could absolutely be a viable piece in his mind where he has seen, you know, let's mm-hmm. look at the first 17 starts of his career. The last 17 starts of his career. I think he's got like 34, you know, now he's at 35, but like we, we, that's two full seasons. Let's see just from a dumb statistical perspective, how much has he improved? So I I do think there's a possibility that things all remain the same in Chicago, but I do think it's going to lean on where their assessment lands at the end of the season on fields, where their assessment lands on the quarterbacks that are available at one. And then if they make that change, I would be surprised if the, the, the two decisions that polls, can make here is go get a quarterback, which he's never done in that organization. Fields was from the last regime. And then do I pair that quarterback with an offensive guy that I am hiring to bring in to nurture him um, moving forward? So, 
Yeah, it was, it was, all I would say, it was a huge fixer-upper, which wasn't going to be an overnight success. Uh, and they've been playing great football lately. I mean, the Montez Sweat trade has, has been a stroke of genius. Oh, yeah. And so they've been, yeah. Very, you know, barely lost to one of the best stories in the league right now, which is uh, the Cleveland Browns. Um, okay, so that's the Bears. We definitely devoted a full episode to David Tepper and the Panthers. So we don't need to revisit that, I don't think. The only thing that changed since we last talked, unless you tell me another thing you picked up is they got one more win at the expense of the last situation I do want to discuss, uh, which would be Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons. Like, so I'm trying yeah. to separate. I'm trying to separate fantasy from reality because fantasy people fired Arthur Smith long time ago. Like, right. are we talking about like actual football? <laughs> It's right. he's still frustrating. He's still frustrating. And now losing to, you know, Carolina when you scored one touchdown on an offense that and, and maybe he just needs a quarterback. Maybe Desmond Murder just ain't the guy. Maybe it's not as simple as plugging a guy surrounded by B. John Robinson and Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Maybe it's not that simple. You know, surprise. But like losing to Carolina with an interim coach, it almost feels like there were there were two losses in week. 15 that felt like, you know, death nails, if you will. Brandon Staley giving up 63 to a Raiders team that didn't score the week before under an interim coach. And then Arthur Smith losing to the Panthers. I get it's a division game. I get it's a division road game in the elements. And, but still it's like, how much time is Arthur Smith going to get to be respectfully mediocre at best in Atlanta? Well, Here's the thing too, when they were six and six, um, when I was sitting there and I was kind of crunching potential coaching changes, I looked at that and I said, well, the only way he loses his job is if he just screws him up the rest of the way, you know, like he's like, he's six and six. They, they have the ability to win this division. Um, to me, there's no way you replace this guy. If he wins the division, goes to the playoffs. He's had two years of, you know, subpar records but they weren't also weren't four and 13 right like so no, he's, he's, they haven't they haven't been awful no no they haven't been awful he's competitive yeah. not winning yeah. you know not not above 500 but competitive for two seasons there's and a jeff fisher through. feel to him it does it, you yeah. know, just, <laughs> not, right. not like in a good way like kind of yeah. like all right so we're gonna sit here and yeah. go about five or we're gonna be a game above 500 yeah. or a game below 500 yeah. like this is just yeah. kind of who we are um so you know, but that now they've lost two, and then the the Carolina is just a debacle. And I think what really hurts him, ownership. I know, I will tell you this, man. Talking to somebody inside the org, there, uh, Arthur Blank was sold on Desmond Ritter. Like, yo, yeah, no, 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 no. We got our quarterback. Like, trust me. Like, he's he's gonna had he's no interest in Lamar Jackson. A, he like absolutely, we got right that, and then you go through the whole Lamar Jackson thing, which it was just not yeah. even not even remotely um, a thought process in the org. And uh, so Arthur Blank sold on this guy. And I think it is becoming extremely clear in that organization that no, he is not the guy. He has yeah. these limitations. And by the way, we put dynamic players around him. And yet the scheme is not it's not electric. It's not, you know, and, and, and despite it being, it's, it's a modern scheme that they're running. And yet you feel when you watch it, you're like, it feels limited. And mm -hmm. whether it's Drake London or Kyle Pitts or Bijan, um, you know, really the whole running back depth chart there, th there's pieces there to, to be a more dynamic team than they are. But I think it's the limitations of Ritter that ultimately, um, you know, stall this out because he's just, I don't think he's a dynamic quarterback. I yeah. don't. And yeah. and he's not a uh like I wouldn't say that Kirk Cousins is a dynamic quarterback, but you know what? Kirk Cousins he can win from the pocket. He there's an element of toughness that he has He'll carve that you up. Yeah. yeah, he he does have the ability to hurt you. Ritter mm -hmm. a lot of things around him have to be helping in that respect. Ritter a lot of things have to be helping around him in in that respect. So uh, yeah. I think if he gets fired, I think it's I think it's because of what's gone on with Ritter and the fact that they have to lean into um, a new quarterback there. And if I'm them, I absolutely would look at Fields. Like if if you're going to keep Arthur Smith, I absolutely would go. Right. Okay, we're going to keep system, you, but we're going to yeah. go get this guy and we're going to put him in your system and we're going to he's going to play in a dome 
And so, so let me ask you this. I, I heard that the fields connection to Atlanta, you ever hear something from a place that journalistically, you just know that's not a credible source, but mm-hmm. that source still has a conviction about what they're telling you. Whereas like, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna put this in the back of my head and not be surprised if and when it happens, but ain't nothing I could go and report credibly. Have you heard that like that's a thing? Or does it just no. make sense? No, okay, no, no. It's, a fit. It's, if they, okay, yeah, it's a right. fit. It's a fit. It's a hundred percent. Because I've heard no, it, because I've heard it, I've heard it, and this is like, do not put any stock in this. Like, but I'm just saying sure. this for purposes of conversation. I have heard it as like a thing. Like it could it's gonna happen this offseason. Oh, and, and now, hmm. now, if it does, now if it does, now if it does happen, I'll take credit for it. But in the meantime, do not, <laughs> <laughs> do not put any stock in this because if I was, if I had conviction about it, I would have reported it myself. I'd have tweeted it, whatever. I'd have put it on the record. I, but it just, I was like, okay, if you say so, it was like, dude, okay, because you know how those back channel conversations. But it could be, it could be nothing. It could be false rumor mongering. I feel, but I, I feel when you like said I, it, I just wondered if it was like, oh, wait, are you hearing something, no, Chuck? Or no, are you just no, saying no, it's, it's a good not, fit for that yeah, system? No, okay. no, this, it's All not right. like this okay. is coming from Terry Fontenot or, you know, someone yeah. connected to Terry yeah. Fontenot. No, I mean, I, yeah. and I think okay. even when. But it would be Atlanta, sexy. It would definitely be sexy. Well, a little modern, Atlanta, you know, a little Michael Vick reincarnated. Yeah. You know? Well, and when Atlanta's brought up, you know, and it's other GMs that bring it up. When I when I mm-hmm. say, tell me the fit, they they point at that offense and they go, okay, well, that's what makes sense. You know, it's the stuff yeah. that they run. It is suited to his skill set. Again, I think the fact that they play in a dome helps. I think the yeah. fact that they play in a division where your two dome, t- your, your team, another dome team, and then a warm yeah. weather team, and in Tampa. you know? Yeah. yeah. And in Tampa, warm yeah. weather team. So it's like, there's a lot of very good, like in terms of like the acclimation of, okay, your home schedule is going to include, um, eight dome games. Your road's going to have eight or nine dome games. Your road's going to have a, a warm weather destination and another dome. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. like 10, 11 games you're playing in great conditions that really mm-hmm. suit this, you know, aspect of, of Justin Fields' game. And then you run a scheme too that is really, and that's the primary. You run the scheme that makes a lot of sense. But no, I have not heard it. someone saying that's a thing. Not from anybody credible. Gotcha. I've seen people write okay. it and talk about it and everything, but yeah. I haven't. I don't have any first-person information in that respect. All right. Charles Robinson, my main man, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you uh, for all the insight as usual. Um, always got to remember there, there are not just head coaches and people, but there are families of yeah. staffs assistance, the entire organization, a lot of lives in a matter. Yeah. A lot of jobs. Who's a lot, a lot of livelihoods, uh, a lot of kids changing schools. It's really, you know, can't even quite comprehend all that's going to change in a couple of weeks on, uh, and, on, on what we, yeah. And the one thing I would say for people who are listening, and I learned this the hard way. I learned this by, you know, covering the space for the longest time is, Always remember these head coaches and these general managers, and then for you know a lot of coordinators, all these different people. These are people who work their entire lives to get yeah. this opportunity at this job, seat. and yeah. when they get fired, no matter how you feel about what they did, you have to process mm-hmm. that this is the worst, worst day of their life that has nothing to do with like a death in the you know this is the worst professional right. day in their life. Right. You know this is right. and so. I, I, in the past, I've been guilty and it has, it's been a while, but I've been guilty of being like the, you know, the hot seat. You got to fire this guy. Or you got to do this or you got to do that. Yeah, and, or, or, and, or, you know. or just, or not, or not just that. And I, and I, I don't think I've ever, I'm not going to say never. Cause I've been doing this for a long time and I've said a lot of shit on television. So on camera or on microphone. So maybe I have, I typically am not a call for someone's job person. I've tried sure. never to be that, but it is part of the business as well. It's what they sign up for. You know, same with players. Players get traded. Players get cut. It's a bottom line business. They understand that. But nonetheless, it is still people involved, human beings involved. It's a fine line because a lot of times you get caught up really just in the in the race to be first about, you know, who gets let go and who like so even this conversation while that we're having, while it's just about like it's very matter of fact, nonetheless, we are talking about 
people at the other end of, you know, for a job to come open, somebody's got to get fired. You know, every so, once in a while, though, Urban business. Meyer comes along and <laughs> right. Well, there you go. There's, you know, there's like, one. Yeah, no, you got to fire that Yeah. And listen, I'll still. be honest, as, as, as much as, as as friendly and as cordial as my interaction with Brandon Staley has been, it's like, bruh, like, you know, it ain't but so much you could do and, yeah. and, and no, keep I mean, it. You know, and, you know, no, sometimes no. it just change is necessary, you know? Ain't nobody, ain't nobody staring at 42 to nothing at halftime against the Raiders and going, <laughs> but, 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 let me make my case. It's like, no, no, it's yeah. like, yeah. it's kind of, listen, when the, when the Spanos is make a change in season, I mean, you know, it was like, right. it was, it, it was right. time, you know, it, it, yeah. it was time. So no, you're right. There, there are urban Meyer. That's a good, that's a good example there. And I'm sure there are others, but sometimes it's just like, you know, yeah, man, you got to bounce, you know, it's just, it's, it's, you, you don't, you shouldn't be in the seat. Not everybody who's gotten this seat, even though they may have worked their whole lives, not everybody has, that has gotten this seat should have gotten that seat. That's the other part of that. The other part yeah, of it true. is that's these people, these people don't know any more about what they're doing than you and I do, Charles. They're all just guessing. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all just guessing. The older they just got more money to do it. The owners are just guessing. The GMs are just guessing. But um, but hey, it's uh, it's always fun to talk to you, man. Because you know, I think you know. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, man. Take care. All right. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.